Blog Talk Radio. Okay, technical difficulties. Let me um, start the opening. Hold on. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on this evening for the Ginger London Show. I'm so excited. We're into our seventh annual National Women's History Month celebration where we are celebrating women. This year, our theme is Be Amazing. And we're talking about be amazing as a woman in all areas of your life. And so we will be interviewing some amazing women uh, throughout the rest of the month who will share their testimonies with you, talk to you about what amazing things they're doing in life, in ministry, in business, in their careers, uh, in their families and relationships. And so I'm just excited. And I'm really excited because uh, tonight we have someone who is returning. She joined us last year, and she's coming back this year, and this is Marcella D. Moore. And before I tell you a little bit about her, I'm just going to let her come on and say hello and greet you. Are you there, Marcella? God bless you, Minister Ginger. Yes, I am, and hoping that you can hear me clearly. Yes, I can hear you, yes. Okay, yes, awesome. and so we're excited to have you. I'm looking forward to a great show on tonight, um, uh, especially with the topic that we're going to, uh, I'm going to let you talk about it um, per se, but I'm really, really excited um, to have you on. It's always a pleasure to meet uh, women who are doing uh, great things um, uh, for God and who are doing great things um uh, for uh, just in life and in business and 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 so forth and so, um, you know, uh, I, I could share a lot about you, but I know we're going to be talking about it, so I don't want to read your bio and then have you repeat this, you know, the same things with the questions that we're going to be asking um, this evening. And so let's just get right into it. And I, um, I just want you to let us uh, hear a little bit about yourself and share your testimony with us. Absolutely, absolutely. Let me first just start by saying thank you uh, for this awesome opportunity to come on and be a part of your amazing show. You talk about be amazing. You are definitely uh, an amazing woman, and I thank God for you. And I think I mentioned that last year, and I'll mention it again this year. Um, Some years ago when I was on my path of uh, self-rediscovery, I I took some classes with you, some online classes, got to get myself together. I think that's what it was called. And those classes Mm -hmm. and that time with you were um, such an important part of me, uh, my realignment as it pertains to uh, rediscovering my purpose and getting myself back together. So I thank you for being amazing back then. I thank you for being amazing today. And I'm excited about the even more amazing things that God will use you for as you continue to walk out your purpose in this earth. So as you said, my name is Marcella Denise Moore. I am the oldest of four children. Both of my parents are deceased 
Um, I love them dearly. My dad left this earth at the age of 45. I will be 55 uh, in June. So every year I get past 45, I celebrate it, and I celebrate it with style. Um, my mom passed away about four years ago. And um, while still uh, wishing that she was here, I'm happy to say that in my grieving process, I'm able to move forward in the earth doing the things that I know that God has called me to do and the things that my mother has prayed for even as she walked throughout this earth. Um, I have a favorite son. His name is Elisha. He is my double portion. And I have a favorite daughter. My daughter's name is Destiny. So um, one thing that I am... Uh, more proud of anything is the fact that God has given me this ability to maintain and to help manage this my 24-year-old and my 28-year-old. Um, so that's, those are the things that, that cause me to thrive. Those are the things that are a very important part of who I am today. Um, as it pertains to purpose and ministry, um, I serve as a minister, getting ready to go to another level, being ordained in May at the Abundant Life Family Worship Church in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Um, I also have my own official as of March the 2nd, uh, 501c3 nonprofit organization called Motivate and Pray, and it's a support services organization. Uh, we uh, provide support services to uh, believers on their discovery, and uh, another strong arm of what we do is providing support services in terms of self-development and self-growth to caregivers. Uh, the thing that we ring in their ears is self-love is not selfish. So those are some of the things that I do in addition to uh, working a full-time job and maintaining my own um, God's ministry and uh, my own nonprofit organization. So those are some of the things that I do, and you probably, there's no doubt that you may have mentioned some of those if you've read my bio. Yes, I'm. you know, I, I'm excited to hear what you just said because you said, you know, uh, about the self-love. I mean, you know, it, it is so important. We we'll, might hear a little bit about that. I don't know what you're going to teach us on tonight, the content of it, but um, it's just, you know, I think we are at a place where people need to um, get back to that self-love, you know, and not to feel um, like it's wrong to, to love yourself. You know, not that you don't love other people, but you can't honestly do it correctly if you don't love yourself, you know. Um, um, it's been a year since you've been on and since we've talked to you. I've follow, following you on Facebook. I see all the great things that are happening um, to you, and we are celebrating National Women's History Month, and our theme is Be Amazing. So, uh, and you mentioned a couple of them, but what are some other amazing things that you've experienced as a woman? Ah, as a woman, well, one one thing that just happened for me um, that in February, so that was last month, um, a wonderful organization in the city of New Brunswick um uh, uh named me as one of the sheroes in the community uh for their black history program and it was an amazing thing it was an amazing opportunity um i was very humbled um and you know the thing about that is it just did my heart good to know that someone sees me and when i say that i don't say 
someone sees me in a sense of, you know, my appearance and my appearance and how I look and, and what I'm doing. But I say it in a way of somebody sees the work that I do. And oftentimes when we're servant leaders and we're working and we're uh, doing our best to make things better for everybody else, sometimes we have those moments where we may feel like that no one sees us. But I was so grateful on that day um, of celebration, um, and and it was just an amazing thing. So that was that was a that was truly amazing for me, um, as a, more so as a person and an individual. Um, and as a woman, I just continued to evolve to this place of owning who I am as a woman, owning who I am as a lady. I was a single mother. I was married for almost 17 years. Uh, my ex-husband and I divorced. I've been divorced for about 15 years. So I think when my children were 10 years old and 6 years old, I shifted from being a, a two-family uh, household to raising my children by myself, becoming a single mom. It was quite challenging, um, especially because my mother was a stay-at-home mom, and she was always there for us. And I always envisioned the same thing for my children, but that was not my lot. So just, you know, evolve into this place of embracing who I am as a woman because what happens for many of us as women, even women who live in uh, in a house and they have a husband, if they have the husband and they are the one who has to do everything, it's so easy for us to just pick up these male traits and this level of masculinity and, and feel like we're strong and, and we have to do this and we have to do that. But I celebrate the fact that I am a lady. I celebrate the fact that I am a woman. I celebrate the fact that I am a woman of virtue, a woman of influence. And each and every day, I try to make sure that because I'm, I'm moved in the realm for so long that had me doing things that a father should have done or doing things that a man should have done, uh, and now just fully embracing, because my children are adults now, and fully embracing the fact that I am a lady, I am a woman, I can walk in that. God, thank you for giving me the strength that I needed during that time of being a single parent. But right now, God, in the moment that I am, I just want to be a woman. I just want to be a lady. And I want to experience that in in gentleness and softness and just, you know, celebrating the fact that that's who I am. Amen. Amen. You know, um, that's exciting. That's really exciting to hear. Um, uh, Along with all of the exciting things that you talked about, um, in your bio it says that you are a three-time Amazon best-selling co-author. And um, I have been a contributing writer to some work. Um, Tell us about co-authoring work. You know, how is that? And what what? What did that do for you to be a co-author of a book of some books? I think that the I, I've always known from years ago when I didn't even know how I always knew that I was supposed to be an author, um, and back when I really understood it, um, knew back when I understood it and accepted the fact that along the lines where down the road that would be something that I would do. It was just such an expensive thing to do. When I looked at it, at that time, you would have to have a publisher. You would have to, you know, it, it was just such a huge mm-hmm. thing, so unreachable at the time. Well, now, uh, now today, 
um, collaborations and anthologies and, and being co-authors. It is such a, uh, it's a popular thing. Um, it's, it's an amazing thing because of what it does. It gives people who know that they have a story to tell. It sets you in position to be able to tell your story, to understand the writing process, to understand the steps uh, that it takes to eat, to have to uh, publish a book. And although I have not been the collaborator, the compiler of the books that I am, it's given me such an understanding that I am down the road going to do some of those things myself. So being a co-author gives me an opportunity to share my story. It makes um, becoming an author um, more attainable, and it allows me to meet some amazing people throughout the country who have stories that may not uh, be just like mine, but they are just like mine. So it's just it's been an amazing opportunity, and I'll, I'll keep doing them when God drops them on my heart. And if I feel uh, the person who is compiling them, uh, if I uh, you know agree with the the um, the message and the heart that they have in doing that, I'll I'll continue to do them. But I will now even I'm in a position now where I'm about to do some of my own. So co-authoring is an awesome thing, an awesome opportunity that gets you closer to that that place of being an author. Um, absolutely. I know when I was a contributing writer for um, a study Bible um, and writing biblical profiles and articles and all of those things and having to meet deadlines and um, and getting those articles and writings to the person, um, it, it it was challenging, but it was also very um, uh, disciplined because you become a disciplined writer and you become focused um, in your writing, you know, which helps to position you to be an author in your own right, you know, which you are anyway, but being able to be a part of someone else's work helps to prepare you Um uh, for what God has purposed for you uh, individually. And um, it helped, I know for me, it helped me to find, um, to really fine tune my writing skills and to really keep my writing on point, you know, uh, based on what they wanted, you know. Um, and it helped with uh, the studying um, that went along with being able to write what was needed at the time. And so it really, it really, as you said, it's an, it's an experience. But for me, it was very um, empowering because it helped me to develop as a writer. I already had some things written on my own, but to be able to submit your things to someone else that's going to be published and go nationwide, if not internationally, because this was a study Bible, so it went internationally. So it truly wow. was a blessing, and it did. Um, position me, you know, to know that I, you, that it's within me and that I am, you know, it may not be on that scale um, as, you know, publishing like a study Bible, but I know probably on the level you're talking about uh, writing your own books or doing your own collaboration where you, it's yours, you know, it helps right. you to really uh, get ready for that because you see the process, you know, when you're just standing back and buying something at the bookstore, you don't know the process the author had to go through to get it to where we purchased it out the store. But when you become a part of the entire process, you learn way more about publishing and writing and becoming an author and what is required and the marketing and all these other things that we don't consider when we just say, hey, I want to buy this, you know. Right, but right. 
So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So what does it mean? I mean you know, in your bio it says that you are you are uh, known as the reminder, the motivator, and life. So what what does that mean? So it's, it's, it's the reminder. So my introduction is this is Marcella D. Moore. I am the life giver, the reminder, and the motivator. Um, those are the three. First, when I started out some years ago, I would just say that I was the uh, life giver and motivator. And as I began to speak and the different messages that God would give me, God would often say to me that I've called you to remind my people, remind my people of A, remind my people of B, remind my people of C, whatever my message was at that time. So that's how I captured that title as far as the reminder because I believe that the Mm -hmm. messages that God gives me uh, as a minister, as an inspirational speaker, they they are set to remind people of who they are in God. They are set to remind us as a people, as a nation, that God's love for us is unconditional. So when I come, I come as the reminder. That's to see that my in, in my intent as far as uh, my experience with you is to drop a seed, reminding you of anything as it pertains to what God has called you and what is given to you. The motivator, that's who I am. That's what I do. I think I came out of my mother's womb being a motivator. While while for Mm -hmm. many years I could not define that, I did not know what it was, Uh, I just always knew I had this ability to speak to people and to lift them up. And I know that it was the God-given ability that he has given me. Now, the life giver. The life giver came about when uh, my mom was my mom passed away, as I mentioned earlier, four years ago. And as I was uh, in the process of reclaiming my purpose, uh, every time I would take her for to a doctor's appointment, every time I would take her, anything that had to do with doctors, uh, care that she had, she would always have a conversation with everybody. She went in. She was the light of the room. She was the smile that brought people joy, and she always said to them, do you have anything you need my daughter to pray for? She pushed me back into this place of prayer, and she said every single time I found myself praying every day for somebody, praying every day for somebody, and one day when I was praying, I heard God say that I just want you to speak life to them. I want you to give life to them because you are the life giver because I am the life giver, and I want to give life to them through you. So from there, so that's how I, the reminder, the motivator, and the life giver. And as as far as the message that God has dropped in my spirit, the message that he has given me, uh, it is always centered around those three areas. And I believe that those are the three areas that, that he has called me to move in so that I can be effective in what he has called me to do in this earth. Amen, amen. So I'm excited because I know tonight we're going to experience all three of those areas. <laughs> you know, when you uh, <laughs> teach us on tonight, I'm, I'm just, I can't wait. I'm excited. And, you know, uh, in the write-up and on the Facebook post and, and LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram and all those places, you know, before I uh, let everybody know what the topic was going to be, I started off with a, a question, and the question is what kind of people are you hanging out with? You know, mm. and, um, you know, as women, we have a tendency sometimes to hang out with some of the wrong people, you know, 
and sometimes we don't know how to disconnect, you know, from that. We feel a little guilty sometimes. Um, and then so even on jobs, you know, you, you hang out with the wrong coworkers or you have the wrong friends, you know, especially if you're striving for what God has purposed for your life. And if they're not going in the same direction, doing the same thing, you know, you don't know how to pull away. Uh, you, you feel a little funny pulling away, and so you end up staying longer connected to something and someone that you shouldn't be connected with. And when you look back, you say, that's why I've been dragging my feet because I've been hanging around the wrong uh, people. And so uh, my comment to the audience uh, through the post is that, you know, to have an amazing life, you need some amazing connections. And so at this point, we're going to turn it over to you and let you teach us on, you know, making the right connections. Um, especially as women. And so you just let me know when you're finished. And as of right now, everybody who's on and listening and those listening to the replay, here is Marcella D. Moore with Making the Right Connections. It's on you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Minister Ginger. And, you know, when I saw the theme, the theme as she mentioned when we started this call for this uh, National Women's History Month celebration, um, an acknowledgement. She said, "Be amazing, be amazing, be amazing." And I just that title was all in itself because I celebrate the fact that we serve a God who has created us in His image and in His likeness. So since we have been created in His image, because we have been created in His likeness, then we have this ability in us to be amazing. Why? Because the God that created us, the God who created us, has made us amazing simply because he is. So being amazing is something that um, we attain. It's something that we get to. It's something that we acquire. And although when God dropped us in our mother's womb that he released us in this earth, he had, He gave us this ability to come out to be amazing. He came out, gave us this ability to come out and be great. He gave us this ability to come out and every good thing that he has designed for us in this earth. But what happens is that we, we grow up and we enter into this earth and we get in situations and we have to things don't go the way that we want them to go. We get hurt. We get bruised. Some of us are abused. Some of us are in situations and it just, it, it seems like you can't make it and you didn't know what was going to happen. And the scripture says it's like the, the enemy comes to choke the word of God out of of us. So because of that, we often forget. We often forget that we have this ability to be amazing. We often forget that we have this ability to be great. We often forget that God himself is doing something that is so amazing in our lives, and, and, and we just forget. But I'm excited tonight because as a reminder, as a motivator, as a life giver, God has sent me tonight to remind us because oftentimes when I'm talking, I'm talking to myself as well. He's reminding us that to be amazing, we have to make sure that we are connected to not only the right people, but connected to the right things. 
being in the right way, doing the right things is so powerful in itself. I think of the scripture. It says that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. The scripture didn't say that Jesus sits at the hand of the Father making intercession for us. It didn't say that he sits at the left side making intercession for us. He said he sits at the right hand of the Father. So that that lets me know that there is pride. Uh, power in that right, that R-I-G-H-T. So we know that in his presence is fullness of joy, that with his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. So there is something powerful about being in the, having the right connection. There's something powerful about being in the right way. There's something powerful about doing the right thing. There's something powerful in just positioning yourself to be connected to and with those things that will cause you to walk in the way that God would have you to walk. There's something powerful about positioning yourself so that you can release and birth all of the life that God has on the inside of you. So I'm going to take you, if you don't mind, just going down this journey with me tonight. And and I want to talk to you about... um, Two women, and I'll name some other women probably as we talk about these two. But one woman was an older woman and the other one was a younger woman. And you can find these two women in the book of Ruth. And the book of Ruth tells the story about this woman uh, older woman named Noemi. And Noemi, uh, she was thriving. She had a good life. She married this man, and from this man, they birthed two sons, and their lives were good. Well, then a famine came in the land, and other things began to happen in the land. And Naomi's husband passed away, and so did her two sons. Well, the great thing about her two sons, they gave her two daughter-in-laws, who she loved, and they loved her as well. So when these, the father passed away and the two sons passed away, Noemi looked at her two daughter-in-laws and she said to them, listen, you can go back to your mother's house because I don't have anything else here for you. And I'm sure I wasn't there, but she probably said, you are some beautiful young ladies. You have your whole future ahead of you. You can go and meet another young man who will give you a good life and give you an abundant life. So I release you because I don't have anything for you. And she even went on to say that if I did bear another son, would you wait, other sons, would you wait for them to get grown? So she encouraged them to go back to their mother's house so that they can thrive and that they can grow. Well, one of the daughter-in-laws, she made a decision that after because initially both of them, they did not want to go, but Ruth kept talking to them. So eventually one of the daughters made a decision that she was going to go back. But then the other daughter-in-law name was Ruth, and this is the book of Ruth. And and Ruth said, nope, I'm not going. I'm staying with you. I'm, I'm committed to you. Where you go, I'll go. Your God will be my God. I am staying with you. So Ruth decided that she would be with Naomi. So the other daughter-in-law, she went on. And because she went on, that did not make her a bad person. Because she went on, that doesn't say anything negative about her. It just means that as she went on, that she was no longer a part of the process for Naomi. She was no longer a part of the process for Ruth. She was no part, no longer a part of the purpose that God had designed for those two women. So it's so important, ladies, that when we're dealing with each other and when it's not just with ladies to ladies, it's any situation, we have to be willing to let go of people. 
when they no longer want to be in our presence. And it doesn't make them bad people. It doesn't say anything negative about them. But when it's time for them to go, release them and let them go. Because not only are you blocking your blessing, but you're blocking the blessing that God has for them. So Naomi and Ruth goes back to when Naomi used to live. And when she gets there, some of her girls from back in the day when she used to live there, they called her by her first name. And Naomi looked at them and she told them, don't call me by that name because God has done, dealt with me and life has not been good to me. My husband is no longer here. I lost my two sons and now I'm just here with my daughter-in-law and myself. So I'm not happy. I'm not the joyous woman that I was when you saw me some time ago. In my heart, my heart is heavy. My heart is bitter. And so don't call me that name pleasant. Don't call me that name good. So she continued to live out there, and, and Ruth was with her. And as Ruth began to go on and, and Naomi began to go, Naomi began to give uh, Ruth instructions concerning um, their future. Now, I can't even say in, in, in reading this, I don't even think that no Amy no, uh, knew at that time what she was doing. I think she was doing what she knew to do. And what she knew to do at that time was to position Ruth for her destiny, even in knowing pain, because guess what? She was still in pain. She was still disappointed. There, there, it was a fact that these things had happened to her. But because she loved Ruth so much and because she knew what was on the inside of I believe that God gave her a glimpse of understanding and while she may have not been able to articulate what was about to happen, what was about to manifest to her simply because she had the right connection. So now as time has gone forward, these two ladies, older lady and a new lady, they're coming together. The older lady in her wisdom, in her understanding, even though she's hurt, even though her heart is heavy, she's able to speak to this younger woman and give her instructions regarding what to do. Now, oftentimes when we hear about the book of Ruth, those of us who are biblical-based and we know, uh, we know the word of God, we hear about the book of Ruth and we get so excited because we say the book of Ruth is all about Boaz, Ruth meeting her Boaz. But the book of Ruth is even greater than just Ruth meeting her Boaz because had Ruth not positioned herself to stay with Naomi, having the right connection with Naomi, she would have not been able to reap the benefits of celebrating the fact that God positioned her for the Boaz that he had in her life. So they're, they're, they're connected. You have older generation and younger generation. And the thing that I so love about this story, because God brings, he does an alignment, and he did an alignment in the older generation and the younger generation. He allowed them to come together, and because they came together, some tremendous things were birthed out of Naomi and Ruth's relationship. God took this woman who her heart was broken and, and she had some bitterness on the inside. She was disappointed and her heart was heavy. He used her even in her heaviness to be able to speak to the destiny of this young woman and because she spoke to the destiny of this young woman, God began to do something great for her. What I want to read to you tonight is a scripture as a part of of Ruth, the fourth chapter, because Ruth is a very small book in the Old Testament. And after they made it through chapter 1 and chapter 2 and chapter 3, they got to the point towards the end of 
the fourth chapter, and it says, let me see, it's Ruth, the fourth chapter, the 13th verse. It says, so Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. When he made love to her, the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. The women said to Naomi, praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, have given him birth. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The woman living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. And, and and this is the word of the Lord, thanks be unto God. I wanted to read to you that ending part because I want to encourage someone who is someone who may be listening to this replay. I want you to understand that where you are is not um, where you will be. If you would just hold on to God's unchanging hand, if you would get an understanding that God is not going to leave you, and even in your brokenness with your heart heavy, God is going to align you in a way where you can make connection with someone that is literally going to propel you towards the destiny that God has for you. These same women, I believe, were the same women who greeted Naomi when she came back into the city, and she told them, don't call me that name because that's not who I am anymore. These same women got to see her experience, God giving her double for her trouble, in a sense, God giving her even more. It says that your daughter-in-law, who you love, and she loves you, she has given you more than seven sons. So what am I, I saying to you? So this older woman, again, who was broken, and she took this young woman, and because they had a right connection, because they were able to come together and and they walked out this thing, Ruth was willing to listen to the wisdom that God had given Naomi. She could have simply said, you know what, you're an older woman. You don't have much to give me. I need to go and be with someone who knows a little something about something. But because she understood, I believe, the power of the right connection in that time, she held on tight to know Amy, and because she held on tight to Naomi, God connected them in a way where Naomi was able to give understanding and give wisdom, and Ruth was able to position herself to be found by Boaz, and then her and Boaz came together, and they created something amazing, and Naomi got to benefit from that blessing simply because she had the right connection. So this right connection, when you have a right connection and you are rightly connected to the people and the things that God designed for you, even in your place of weakness, even in your place of brokenness, God will allow you to reap the benefits. God will allow you to see his hand of glory. God will allow you to get the information that you need to be successful in your business. He will give you witty inventions and he will give you ideas simply because of the right connection. There's a right connection that God has with us. When, when, when he sent his only begotten son into the world that we might have a right to the tree of life, when we got, we got connected with Jesus, then we had the right connection. So the father was connected to him, and he's connected to us. 
And when we stay connected to him, we become divine and we understand what God is doing in us and what he desires to give us. He will bless us in a way that it just will literally blow your mind. It's it's saying, God, position me because a lot of us, and I even prayed this prayer today, God, give me the ability to be aware of the opportunities when you present them before me. Give me the ability to see through the spirit of discernment. Holy Spirit, allow me to see who to connect with and who not to connect with because some people desire to connect with you for what they can get from you. But when it's the right connection, God will allow you to give Give and receive. He will allow that other person to give and receive, and and God will just allow some great things to take place. I need somebody to get excited about your life tonight. I need you to get an understanding that where you are today, do not lose hope, do not give up, because you, as long as you keep moving, as long as you keep going forward, as long as you make a decision that you are not going to stop, God himself will come and he will manifest himself in your life in a way that it will bless you in a way that you can't even articulate. I know for a shadow of doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, that no Amy had no idea that she would be at the end of this chapter, being where she was, being able to hold a baby that she called her own, being able to walk with this daughter-in-law who was the right connection. I know at that time she was so happy that Ruth didn't make a decision to go back to her mother, but she was so grateful that she stood right there. And when you are in the right position, God will cause people to come around you to call your baby to leap. I believe that was one of the things that Ruth did for Naomi. That's why Naomi was able to give her instruction concerning what to do because Ruth, the younger one, caused the baby to leap in Naomi. And because the baby leaped, the baby came forth in a way of wisdom and instructions and being able to tell Ruth, what to do and when to do it and how to do it. And God is positioning us even now for us to be able to understand that he's setting us up for right connection. He's setting us up for divine connection. He's setting us up to do something awesome in our lives because there is so much that God has invested in us as women. There's so much that he has given unto us. We are the life givers. We are the midwives. We are the ones who can take the dreams. We are the ones who can take the seed and call seed to have life. And when we understand the power of aligning with the right people and aligning in the right things, we will know that God is speaking to us. We will know that God is doing something in us, and we'll get an understanding of who we are in God. Because the one thing that we fail to realize, you know, there is a myth that goes around in this this society and this world, and, and they show it on reality TV, is that women can't get along, and all women do is fight with each other. But no, not us, because we've been called by, his, by the name of Almighty God. We've been called, and God is calling us by our full name. And because we have been called, we love each other. We encourage each other. We nurture each other. We build each other. Up And we don't get jealous because we may be doing the same things. We don't get jealous because we're trying to be in competition with each other. No, that's not the message that we have. That's not the message that we give. That's not the aura 
helper that God causes us to send out in this earth. But what he sends out us to do is to be like a Deborah and J.L. When God gave Deborah the assignment and J.L. was the one to finish it out, and Deborah went on in the next chapter, I think it's in the book of Judges, the fifth chapter, she began to celebrate J.L. because J.L. carried out the assignment. And that's what God has called us to do. Deborah and J.L., they were the right connection in that time and in that season when, when women were not even popular and women were not given a voice. They stood together to destroy the works of the enemy. And as we continue to do that, understanding that God is doing something in us, remembering that we have that same Naomi and Ruth anointing, and when we allow ourselves to co-partner and collaborate with other women, that tremendous things will come out of it, and that we will only see the goodness of God, and that the babies that are leaping all around us, we will speak life to them, we will remind them of who they are, and we will just begin to build this world and build this earth in a way that God had can and will be seen, because that's what God has given in us. So I just want to encourage you with those words, and I, I want to encourage you, even in your prayer time, God, I thank you for that Noemi and Ruth anointing where they came together, when they were they had the right connection. Give me that opportunity to experience the same thing with the person that you have ordained me to be connected with in this earth. And God, just help us, even as women, as we continue to move forward, to just shine and to encourage each other and to build each other up. That's the voice. That's the prayer that God desires us to walk in. So I just pray that you will bless with those words, but I pray that you will not only bless with them, I pray that you would allow them to fall on good soil and that you would nurture those words and that you would allow God to take even the little seeds that I dropped in your spirit today and that you will allow him to cause some great things to be birthed on the inside of you. In turn, as they're birthed on the inside of you, that you would release them in this earth because God has something so amazing for you, and you are the right connection for somebody. There's somebody who's sitting and waiting for you to manifest because you are their right connection. So celebrate the fact that God loves you. Celebrate the fact that he loves you unconditionally and position yourself to be that right connection in this earth. Minister Ginger. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Marcella. That powerful teaching. I know I'm sitting here, you know, thinking about everything you said. I, you know, I um, d- did a manual for single women called Discerning Your Boaz, taken from the book of Ruth. And listening to you tonight, you know, it's a different perspective on it when you talk about connections, you know, and being connected. And had the two not made the right connection with each other, the process would not have gone the way that it did, or she would not have been in a part of the process, and I just loved it, the way that you explained that. Uh, and, and let's talk for just a few minutes, because there's probably somebody who's either listening live right now, excuse me, or may, be listening, may listen to the replay, um, and you mentioned about, you know, disconnecting and with people who are not right or things that are not right. Um, how can a woman make a disconnect, you know, with, uh, and at the same time, manage her emotions? Because we are emotional uh, creatures, if you will, and, and men are too. Um, 
but you know, people have a tendency to say that we're we're more emotional. But if you're human, you're emotional unless you're just really stone hearted. But how can a woman uh, make a disconnect gracefully, you know, so that she can align herself again with the purpose of God if she's connected uh, to the wrong person or to the wrong thing? How can she disconnect gracefully? I think the 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 most important thing in answering that that question is for us to we have to first of all understand who we are because you say when you say disconnect gracefully and we are women women we are emotional we are um it's that the weaker vessel in a sense and in saying the weaker vessel that doesn't make us low or anything like that um but when we know who we are and we understand the fact that God has divine purpose for us and that everybody is not a part of that purpose and some relationships are meant to be temporary, some are meant to be permanent, some are just meant to be be a second and a hello or a goodbye, when we within ourselves get become secure, and who we then that is the time and the place where we can let go gracefully. Because a lot of times when we find ourselves in situations and, and a person comes to us and say, you know what, I just I don't want to be your friend anymore or a man says to us, I don't want this relationship anymore or anybody if a job says I'm letting you go because mm-hmm. because you're not mm-hmm. um you know, you can't function here anymore we automatically go inward. We automatically go, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I I did something wrong. Oh, I'm this and that. So when we do that, then we we give power to that other situation or that other thing. But when we understand who we are in God and that God loves us enough that he will order our steps if we acknowledge him in all of our ways and that if someone walks away from us, it's okay because life goes on. I think the whole core and the whole center of any of that, anything, is knowing who we are. And when you know who you are, you have this godly security that if anybody chooses to walk away from you, you will bless them, you will let them go because you know that it has nothing to do with you. But most of the time that's not the case because we go inwardly and that inward conversation says something is wrong with me. Absolutely. And and I asked that question because you mentioned about, you know, watching reality shows and seeing the women on those shows bicker and fuss and fight and all the stuff they do with each other. Um, But I've noticed, I've I've watched one, and I've noticed that they don't know how to disconnect gracefully, you know. And I've watched, I have friends and I have relatives, you know, and coworkers. Sometimes women don't know how to disconnect gracefully. And I think, you know, we get so, we allow our emotions to get turned upside down and then we respond inappropriately, you know, whether it's profane language or, like you said, we go inward and say, I'm not good enough, you know, and all of a sudden now you're moving yourself into a depressed state, so, you know, or a self-critical type state. And so I think we have to learn as women uh, to um, in making the right connections and then also in making the right 
disconnections, um, it goes back to what you said. You have to know who you are as a woman, and you have to be confident in knowing who you are as a woman. And that's not conceitedness, and that's not um, thinking more highly of yourself than you are to, but it's at least thinking to the level that God wants you to think about yourself. You know, sometimes our thinking is too low as women about ourselves. You know, and the scripture says, don't think more highly than you ought to think. But it never tells you not to think high of yourself, not to have good thoughts about yourself, you know. And we confuse that sometimes, and then we get all uh, messed up in our emotions. And when that happens, we don't know how to disconnect. And if we start feeling, um, I'm not good enough, and if that person comes back into the scene, then all of a sudden we start perking up because we think, oh, well, maybe I am good enough. But you have to know who you are as a woman, and you have to be confident in knowing who you are. And that's not making us making up a woman, You some making up yourself. It's about really knowing who you are. You know, what do you think about that? No, that, I mean, you, you, that, that is so true. And, and it goes back to what I say is that we give power to other people. And it's like when, when mm-hmm. we're in a, play, in a position where if someone says to me, says to you, I do not want to be with you anymore, we literally reach in, give them our heart, put our heart in their hands, and they go on and doing what they want to do, and we feel like life is going to end. One thing that I learned, um, and I often say, when my ex-husband came to me and said that he no longer wanted to be married to me, I spent so much time, all of the pain that I experienced at that time was pain self-afflicted because I spent so much time trying to convince him that that's not what he meant. Even though I heard the words that he said, his actions uh, supported it, 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 it had, but I was determined I am going to convince you that that's not what you want. And the more that I did that, it causes him, caused him to react to me in a more negative way because he was getting frustrated and annoyed with, I just told you and you still keep coming back and you can't keep still saying that. And that's because I, I admit I did not know who I was. I got so lost in being his wife and my kid's mother, I had no idea who I was. I couldn't find myself if you act, if you told me you were going to give me a million dollars. And I realized then that I had to, uh, my, my healing took place when I made a decision that I was going to accept and let go. And sometimes people think that acceptance and letting go means defeat. It does not mean defeat. And so if you see it as defeat, then you will never allow that joy that is unspeakable and full of glory to in, ignite in your spirit because it's being blocked from all of this, this level of in, in mindset of defeat. We can overcome anything and everything. I always say that the resurrection is proof that we can overcome anything. If Jesus could go to the grave, die, come back, live again, give us life, resurrection is proof that we can bounce back from anything. So it's all about reclaiming your time, reclaiming your life, understanding who you are, remembering who you are so that you can have the confidence 
that you need to shine. When I was a little girl, all the little girls who walked around and they were cute and they were confident, we called them conceited because that was foreign to us. They weren't conceited. They just had mothers and fathers who spoke to them and said, baby, you are beautiful. You don't let anybody treat you anyway. You walk out of this house, you look beautiful every time. And because the rest of us, we, we didn't hear anything like that. So we automatically labeled them as uh, conceited, but no, they were confident because they had parents who were speaking life to them and who told them how important it was to love themselves. And a lot of women, I'll be 55 in June, and a lot of women my age and and some older, some younger, uh, are still trying to find themselves because they were never told that they can be good and they can be better and they can grow. And they spend so much time trying to do things with by working things out and trying to make people like them that they they just they lose so much in being who they really are. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if anybody's listening, we heard some great teaching on tonight. And I want to encourage anyone that's listening, if your assignment is to help women, then listen to this over again. You know, listen to the replay as many times as you need to because sometimes, you know, you know, we hear women say they're called to help other women and um absolutely you know, they don't it goes back to not preparing themselves to know how to help someone who may be, you know, uh, emotionally torn and trying to disconnect from something that's unfavorable in her life. And, you know, we have a tendency sometimes we, we, we say cliches and we do all sorts of things. But if we're going to be amazing as women, we can't be amazing by ourselves. We have to help other women to become amazing women as well. And so if your assignment is to help women, I encourage you to learn about how we think, how we feel, how we react, you know, how we handle our emotions and uh, what our strengths and weaknesses are as women. Some of those things are general across the board. And so um, before we go and before we close out on tonight, I want you to tell the listening audience how they connect can connect with you. Are you coaching now? Can they get coached by you or trained by you? I do I do more so mentoring than I do coaching. I do some coaching, okay. but I do a lot more mentoring. Mm-hmm. Um, and mentoring. anybody who wants to get connect with, to me, connected with me, uh, I do a, a bunch of several things. Like I have a small group of young ladies who I mentor now, and we, we spend time together. We do exercises mm-hmm. together. We work together. Um, and mm-hmm. they, they're, they're different from the normal thing that normal things that I do because these young ladies have, have been with me for quite some time. But after um in in, in talking with um anybody who desires to work with me and you know, once we have a conversation and I see where they are and where they're going, if I cannot uh, help them or if I don't have anything that I feel is is profitable for them in their growth and self-development. I have tons of other sisters, some amazing things that I will be happy to refer them to. Um, I just now, and as I mentioned earlier, I started my nonprofit, um, and it was official on March 2nd. So I am, a lot of my focus right now is building that up so that we can be successful and leave the imprint that God desires us to leave in this earth concerning that, but again, 
you know, it's based on the situation. It's based on um, because I am a part of the the ministry team at my church, then there are levels of uh, pastoral counseling that I can do as well. But, again, it, it's based on what what the need is, what mm-hmm. the situation is. And, um, you know, we can go from there. Okay. And how can they purchase uh, a copy of any one of the books that you co-authored? They can go to my website, which is MarcellaDMoore.com, and if you go to the Shop tab, you will see two of the books there. Um, I'm, I'm, I need to upload the other because I actually have another one coming out um, next month. So anything, they, if they want to look at any of the books that I have, then go to the mm-hmm. website and the information to order them is there. Is there okay? All right. Well, it has been a pleasure, as just as it was last year, and I look forward to some uh, great things that God is going to do with your life. I'm so glad I'm connected with you and can see on Facebook as you post different things, what's going on, and the successes that you are experiencing um, in your life. Any final comments before we go? I, uh, Minister Ginger, I just want to thank you again. Um, like I said, I said it sounds it, it seems lightly. But I do want to thank you again because, you know, the, I see everybody out here doing this with these, these classes and these workshops and these online things. But you were doing this stuff way back before everybody started. And I just I am so grateful to God that uh, your information was available to me and the trainings that you had were av- available to me at that time. And I want to encourage anybody and everybody who is listening to this, make sure you connect with people who can speak to your life, who can encourage you, who can uplift you. But at the same time, just don't be the person with the handout. Be the person who is willing to give as well. You have to invest in yourself. You have to do the things that are necessary to keep you amazing because it's simple. It's it's real good. We can get to being amazing, but then there's some work that we have to do to stay amazing. And when you be amazing, you can stay amazing if you do everything that you need to do to to maintain and sustain in that level of um, on that level of just being amazing. Everybody and anybody, you have the ability. I don't care what your life looks like today. I don't care what your past was because this is how I feel about the past. I say your past does not dictate your future, but it creates lessons and blessings that you can use to empower you today. So I don't care what you've been through and what your life looks, may look like today. Get on point, get in line, have a conversation with the Father, and then look for women who can speak into your life, be prepared to invest in yourself, and also be a, be prepared to be a blessing as well. So those are my final thoughts. Amen, amen. And I like that part about making investment in yourself. I, I really, really believe it. You can do that, and today you can do it It's so much easier today than in the past. And on that note, because I forgot to mention that you do teleconferences and live events, and so do you have a, a, a teleconference that they can call into uh, either weekly or do you do or you plan it, you know, as you're led? I have um, every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, I do a weekly empowerment call. 
And that's an empowerment call that starts on Saturday morning, as I mentioned, and it's designed to jumpstart your day. We have a time of morning inspiration, and then we go into a time of prayer. And the call has been going strong for about five years. When I started the call, uh, it was myself and eight other people, and now people are on the call from all over the country. Uh, it's an amazing time of fellowship. It's an amazing time to get together, and and that's what we do. And then. Um, some of the live events that I have uh, in May or May 5th in my community, the city where I grew up at, I'm having a day of empowerment. And it's a free event that's open to the public, and they, people who attend will uh, ex- uh, get an opportunity to take workshops on credit repair, expungement, uh, the art of communication, mm-hmm. interviewing techniques, just anything and everything that they need to be able to live a more fruitful and productive life. And then on June 30th, I have my annual um, Motivate and Pray prayer breakfast. This is going to be our fourth one. And it's just a, it's a prayer breakfast. We come together, we fellowship, we have a good time, and people from all over the country who have been connected to me on the call, they come and they show up. So that's kind of like our gathering place. And it's exciting, and it continues to grow every year. And um and it's awesome. And then in November, I'm planning my first caregivers conference. I'm currently working on that. And on uh, November is National Caregiver Appreciation Month. So it's in November where I want to do a conference where we just take the love on caregivers and give them information that will help support them and help them be better on their caregiver journey. Amen, amen. So, ladies, you heard all of that. The the closing remark that I really like is make an investment in yourself. You cannot be amazing by yourself. You can't be amazing without making an investment uh, into yourself. And an investment is not always spending money. Sometimes it's setting aside time where you allow someone to speak into your life or you listen, maybe call into Martella's call or listen to a teaching or listen to a replay without being... Um, uh, interrupted, turn some things off. And if it's something that is dealing, that speaks to an area that you're dealing with, then make an investment in yourself and say, you know, I'm going to get a cup of tea, cup of coffee, and I'm just actually going to sit and listen and pay full attention to this replay because I need to disconnect or I need to learn how to make the right connection to someone. So an investment in yourself is not always about money. It's about being intentional, intentional in wanting to improve in your life. So uh, thank you so much, Marcella, and I'm just going to close by saying my middle name is Denise, too. I don't know if I said that the last time. I don't even know (laughs) if I knew your middle name was Denise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my name is Ginger Denise London. When you said that earlier, I was like, oh, my God, okay. So, um, but thank you so much. I look forward to it. And let's not wait a year. I don't want for you to come back on. You're always welcome to, if you you can always reach out to me and say, hey, I have a great teaching. Can I come on your show? And we're going to make room and time for you. Uh, to do, or if you want to promote your any of those events that are coming up, and you want to come on and talk about them to get the word out, you know, so that people can either call in or um, fly in or whatever they need to do to be in front of you so that you can speak life to them um, um, as a part of your assignment, then let's connect and then let's help each other succeed because I'm all about yes. helping someone get to where God wants them to be. 
You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.